the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, during this whole crazy pandemic, we've learned how important two public officials are, the county sheriff who's elected and the county health officer who's not. Our San Diego County Sheriff Bill Gore has now retired. We're going to elect a new sheriff in November. There's a number of candidates, and we and fellow conservatives have come to know and like Jonathan Peck. Jonathan Peck is a law enforcement officer with 19 years of experience, the first five in L.A. County, the last 14 years in San Diego County, and he works closely with sheriff's deputies. He drives a patrol car every day, serving and helping the people here in San Diego County. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Jonathan, you uh, emphasize, I notice on your website and so on, that you are a constitutional sheriff. So explain a little bit, what does it mean to be a constitutional sheriff? And another question really I have is, aren't all sheriffs constitutional sheriffs? Well, they're supposed to be, but, um, you know, you now, now in 2022, you have to draw that distinction that you're actually constitutional because when we take the oath and become peace officers, we, uh, you know, we swear to support and defend the Constitution. And then again, when you file for, you know, candidacy, you do that again. And yet, immediately after that, you know, candidates go on and they violate the Constitution and violate their oath. Well, you know, we saw that during the lockdowns. Uh, Our friend who has a restaurant, he owns a restaurant over by Lake Hodges, and somebody that was there as a customer, I guess, or somebody in the neighborhood. No, it must have been in the neighborhood because it was locked down. Or Anyway, they said that he didn't have enough signs in his window. So they called the sheriff's office, and 10 police cars came out to to enforce the un, non-existent law that said that he has to have a certain number of signs in his window. So this is an example. You, There's probably other examples you could name. But that was unconstitutional. There was no law that he was enforcing even. It- Absolutely. And being in law enforcement at that time, you know, I was luckily never asked to enforce any of that. I would have said no if I had been. But it was so frustrating to watch my fellow law enforcement enforce these, uh, you know, mandates that weren't laws. And it came from the top. You know, these guys didn't want to do that. But, you know, they were following orders, unfortunately. I don't think they should have. Yeah. But, you know, with, with the proper leadership, that, that problem never even presents itself. 
Well, and isn't that what happened in other counties? The the sheriff in Riverside County, I know, is a Christian, and he said, I'm not going to enforce any of these. And so then the he deputies don't have to either. I think even in L.A. County, they I think they have a good sheriff up in L.A. County, and I think it was similar, even though they passed all these worse than San Diego, crazy restrictions. He, uh, I think he showed some independent judgment in terms of, whether or not to enforce some of those, yeah. So it's it it is so it is so important. Well, and our friend did file a lawsuit later about them coming out, and it's important that both law enforcement officers and citizens really know the Constitution and their rights, and so they can stand up for it. Would you like to comment on that? Well, yeah, I think there's a reason they don't teach that in school, because then people would actually stand up for their rights. You know, everybody everybody thought there was a law that said they had to follow all these things. And I kept telling people, there is no law. You know, I will not enforce any of this. Go about your business and don't worry about it. But, you know, it was presented, you know, guidelines from the CDC. You started guidelines, they go to the state level, they become recommendations, and then at the county level, they treat it as a law. And so the general population thought there were laws that they were following, and there weren't because it was unconstitutional. And it really should be a grassroots, people-up government, not a top-down, dictatorial government. So, yeah, it's really important that the sheriff knows the Constitution, that citizens know it. So we're just telling our listeners out there, study up. And I was really reading it last night myself. I got my copy out of the Constitution. I was reading it. And there's some really important concepts in there. And it's not that long. We should know which article and which section these things are. So, yeah, let's just encourage everybody to do that. Jonathan, isn't there uh, either a nationwide group or a Western group of sheriffs? I'm trying to think. It seems like there's a guy, Sheriff Mack, in Arizona or somewhere. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but a constitutional sheriff's group that kind of of encourages this thing? Yeah, so Sheriff Richard Mack, I I was able to meet him at a Wake Church um, at the start of my candidacy, and he actually has endorsed me. And he's the leader of that uh, constitutional sheriff's movement. We saw him speak at a conference in Salt Lake City. He was very impressive, very, very knowledgeable. Well, and he goes around to the sheriffs and has them sign their oath, uh, you know, test them on the Constitution. Are you willing to abide by this? Just renews their commitment to the Constitution. I think that's one thing he really does. So, so... Um, Jonathan, when you, I'll say when you're elected sheriff, you're confident, it sounds like you will be, that if things come up, let's say something else comes up that we don't even anticipate right now, you're confident in your knowledge of the Constitution that you'll be able to determine whether that is, whatever they're proposing is constitutional or not? Yes. I mean, I believe our founding fathers made the Constitution, you know, they wrote it for the common man. I don't think it's hard to understand, and I don't think we have to wait for court rulings on things. You know, something so obvious as the government closing a church, you know, it doesn't take a law degree to know that that was completely unconstitutional. Yeah, and you, you know, you, speaking of that, speaking of churches, I notice on your website and in your conversation, you certainly don't downplay the fact that you are a believer, and of course that's one of the reasons we have you here on Biblical Citizen. Tell us a little bit about how your personal faith 
influences you day to day as a patrol officer? And then also tell us how does it influence you to want to become the next county sheriff? Well, you know, our everything I have is a gift from God. You know, we we institute the government to protect those things, our rights that were given to us by God. But the government is not a grantor of our rights. And you know, I look at everyone as a fellow creation of God. So I can't I can't do anything to anyone. You know, that's an affront to God if I abuse another human being. And I think it's so important that our leadership, you know, have that same that same foundation because otherwise it's it's all subjective you know if, if there's no god then how do you define morality and you can't be an effective leader if you don't have that morality to stand on and we certainly have seen the abuse that goes on we didn't think that our government would do this you know and it is abuse when they overstep their bounds they start shutting down businesses and churches and 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 it was all a plan uh, so, yeah, we have to really be studying on it, living out our faith and our courage. And it's our courage that is a gift from God or that should be, that we should inculcate. That uh, God will give us the courage if we ask. And so, yeah, we have to step forward. I want to follow up a little bit more on this in terms of what you're doing now, because you're really stepping out right now. You're, you've been doing... Uh, law enforcement work for 19 or 20 years now and but this is still a big move right to go for a county sheriff so how do you was there a particular thing that happened or what was there an event that happened or was there something multiple things what caused you to say you know i really i really need to do this i really need to run for sheriff so i've never in my own job i like what i do so i've never been interested in promoting because I like being the guy to go to 911 calls and take care of my community. And then over COVID, I realized, you know, there was such a horrible lack of leadership. Um, I was fighting, I'm actually still fighting, you know, the vaccine, well, all the COVID mandates, so testing, masking, and then we never had the vaccine mandate yet. So I, when that came out, I stood up and basically said, I'm willing to put my career on the line to fight this stuff because I own my body and no one has a right to stick anything in me I don't want. And so I was the first one in my department to step up and help everybody else step up. So I knew at that point, you know, I was kind of blacklisted. So, you know, whatever I did after that, you know, I can do anything I want once I realize I might lose my job. And that led perfectly into the sheriff's race because I'd never considered that before. And then um, some members of my community approached me and said they'd talk to the sheriff's candidates and they couldn't support any of them. And it's really, I mean, pretty unprecedented for somebody at my level to run for the sheriff's race because it's a, uh, you know, it's kind of a career killer if you challenge that top of the system. But uh, I've already accepted that that might happen. So I'm, I'm willing to put everything on the line to do everything I can to try to, you know, protect the people here. Excellent. Uh, it, it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't affect your career if you just want to defend the Constitution. Wow. I'm, you know. Times have changed. Wow. And that's why we need courageous people like Jonathan Peck, who's stepping up. Who's a who's you're obviously you're obviously a natural leader. Well, we're we're coming up shortly to the break, but before the break, um, you know, we hear a lot about crime, crime in San Diego, crime in all big cities. Um, 
we're, we're gonna, gonna ma- we're gonna mainly talk about that after the after the break but um are you seeing just real quick are you seeing a change over the last few years in in uh, you know you're out there in the trenches are you seeing a change in how things are out there on the streets yeah um basically people in law enforcement don't want to do the job anymore and that really? that was that was basically due to the uh, you know the riots over summer of 2020 and the way we were treated, and then the lack of support from you know the tops of our departments, and then on top of that, all the vaccine mandates and all that stuff. It, that together is so demoralizing that you know everyone in law enforcement is looking for a way out or looking to retire early, and they're no longer recruiting family and friends you know to come in and be the next guy up and. So that lowers staffing, and you know you can see the crime rates going up because of it. Oh wow! Well, let's talk more about this. I want to hear uh, more about the, the mandates and what that did to your department. So we're going to be right back after the break. There is more biblical citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Jonathan Peck, candidate for San Diego County Sheriff. Jonathan, just tell us more about how crime is going up because people on the job, your job uh, doing police work, aren't motivated anymore. They got very discouraged with the leadership during the COVID lockdowns and you were saying more about that and how the, is there a shortage because of these mandates and, and people wanting to leave the department? Yeah. So it really, I mean, it really got bad in summer of 2020, you know, everyone in law enforcement got blamed for the actions of basically a handful of guys and we were painted as racist. And then, you know, every, all the riots started And during that time, you know, our management would come behind closed doors and say, hey, we know it's a tough time. We appreciate your hard work. You know, you guys are doing the right thing. And then publicly, they wouldn't stand up for us and say, you know, our people are good. They're necessary. And, you know, by and large, law enforcement is a force for good. It became just, you know, the pop culture became law enforcement is evil. And... Well, yeah, you the know, media was chanting "defund the police," and the, that came from the teachers' union and the other leftist organizations out there. And the people, like you say, Jonathan, that should have been standing up, that should have been like like the political leaders and the and the leaders of your own departments, they cowered back. It seemed like, and this is we've seen just way, you know, way too much of this. And but, how two faced is that to be saying to you that? you're very valuable and encouraging you but then to the to the public to the media they're going along with their their attacks wow so another question though for you about about crime uh, is all types of of course there's violent crime there's murder there's rape uh, aggravated assault there's also shoplifting and graffiti and the whole spectrum uh shoplifting i guess since they passed that law that says you can basically take 950 bucks worth of stuff from a store and almost without any penalty whatsoever. Are you seeing particular crimes really going up or is it across the board or describe a little bit more of what you're seeing out there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's 
it's across the board. Everything's going up. It seems like the property crimes, the lower level stuff is going up more. Um, what happened with COVID is the district attorney's office pretty much shut down. And so they got this huge backlog of cases. And so now they're just trying to do, you know, the serious felony cases and not necessarily prosecuting the lower level stuff, which is a de facto you know, legalization of it. And, you know, we have a good district attorney and they can only do so much. But, you know, that's that's just the effect of shutting down for that long. And on top of that, once, you know, once people in law enforcement see that they're doing all this, these cases against people and they're not getting prosecuted, you know, it gives you the feeling of why do I even bother trying to do this? And it's just, a, you know, it's a death spiral, really, for law enforcement. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't know it was that bad. But I attribute a lot of this problem to our county supervisor, Nathan Fletcher. He did not have to go along with the, any mandates. He declared a local state of emergency, which he did not have to do. And some counties in the state and in the nation did not go along with the declared state of emergency. So there's a lot of us that are filing complaints that he needs to, it should be lifted by now. It's way overdue. And, and so we can gain control of our county by getting a better county supervisor chairman and by a better sheriff. So we are so glad you're and stepping up. And by electing up. Amy Reichert as to replace yep. Nathan Fletcher. Very important. Very important. Uh, absolutely. So and, uh, the, you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So the the big thing there was we get federal money as long as we're in a state of emergency, and yeah. so. You know, there's there's not much incentive for these people other than right and wrong to uh, to say there is no state of emergency because then the cash flow from uh, D.C. shuts down. And that's, you know, they're they're just greedy at this point. And isn't that bribery? I mean, yeah, there's there's no state of emergency. The death rate has never been more serious than the the seasonal flu. I've followed that. Believe me. Yeah. Uh, And so. It's bribing people. There's no emergency that's warranted. So um, why can't we go in and arrest <laughs> somebody? You want to go? Uh, you want to go? Nathan get Fletcher. Yeah. I want to well, uh, go ahead. Well, and, and this is all one system. That's the problem. Is all the leads of all these departments? They're on the same team, and so there's no one to step in and say you're doing the wrong thing because you know they're all benefiting from this. Right. Right. You know. So that's why the people have to step up and. St- Step up and start making complaints. I want to follow yeah, up a little bit on something Something you said earlier, Jonathan. You said during the summer of 2020 when there were the riots, and we've been talking about this, and in in your day-to-day work on the street in 2022, are you also seeing, are you experiencing less respect from the average citizen, or has that not changed that much? I'm, I'm trying to get a gauge of how widespread is this, that people are, you know, have lost respect or been persuaded not to respect law enforcement. So I think it was a small minority that was so hateful and, you know, came after us. It was just the majority in that climate wasn't willing to step up and support us. But since then, you know, I work in Ramona, which is, I think, the best place in Fano County to work. And I've gotten so much support. It's just been amazing since then. And that's, you know, if I've, I've said if I hadn't worked in Ramona over the last two years, I'm not sure I would still be doing law enforcement in California. I think I probably would have left. And it's just that community support that's really gotten me through it. 
Ramona is a <laughs> Ramona is a great town. We we love driving up the driving up the hills there and going to Ramona. So chip pivoting a little bit to another big issue I know for a lot of people looking at the sheriff's race, and that's gun rights, especially um, concealed carry permits. Now I personally don't have a concealed carry permit. We probably should have, but my observation from talking to a lot of other folks is that under the previous sheriff. It seemed like concealed carry was really sporadic. Some sometimes it'd be like super restrictive. Other times it would ease up a bit. Um, what's your view? What's your policy on concealed carry permits? So when I read the Second Amendment, it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. I don't see any way you can read that and think that the people have to ask the government permission to carry weapons. You know, that's that's a distortion of the Second Amendment if you try to do that. I don't believe in that. I believe the government has no right to tell you you can't carry a weapon for your own personal defense. Um, having said that, you know, CCWs are important to everyone. I think it is the sheriff's duty to make that process as quick and easy as possible to obtain a CCW as long as, you know, you're not on parole or something. Yeah, I think the sheriff has to do that as a duty. And I don't think the sheriff should be uh, enforcing any of these unconstitutional gun laws either. Well, and it's been shown that the more people are armed, the less crime there is. There's a book called More Guns, Less Crime. And he showed all the statistics because people are able to defend their families, their homes, their persons with, you know, they will stop the crime and if they're law-abiding, they, they won't go out and cause a crime, but the, but the uh, criminals will break the law. And, the, the, data, you know, the data really supports yeah. what you're saying. And I just saw a report yesterday that 25 states now, so that's about half the states, including some of the really big ones, have already passed basically constitutional carry laws, which means you don't have to get a permit. You don't have to go right. through a long process as long as you're not a, a, you know, a former felon or convicted felon or something. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to concealed carry to to defend yourself. And um, and don't we have a an opposite law here where you can be charged with being mental illness and then you can't carry a gun because they might say that you are. You know, have depression or something. They they I make mean, it as they make it as restricted as possible here in here in California. I think. Yeah. So the red flag laws that you're talking about. Yeah. Basically, you just need some some random accusation that you're a danger, and then you know the government wants to go in and take your guns, and it can be it can be you know something as silly as like a a Facebook post, you know, a joke on Facebook. You know, they'll take that and go take your guns. And then once they realize that it wasn't a legitimate thing, they don't just give the guns back. You have to hire a lawyer and spend months or years and thousands of dollars trying to get your guns back. And it's just a, it's just a way around the Second Amendment of trying to take people's guns away. Is that a proposed law, or has that passed? No, so they, they do it now under, they call it gun violence restraining orders. So if, a, you know, if an ex you know, wants to uh, hurt somebody, they can you know, make an accusation against them, and then they get a restraining order, which requires that person to give up their guns, oh. and then they have to go to court and try to get them back. Oh, so they can already do And that. Once, once people know how that system works, you know, it's really easy to abuse it to get back at an ex, which oh, is wow. pretty awful. 
Well, it's, we, it's all a violation of the Second Amendment. There's, you know, you you're not yep. with any kind of crime. You're just your guns are taken. Right. We agree. So we just have a couple minutes left. Um, tell us about your fireside chats that you do via weekly uh, video, and what kind of questions are citizens asking, and what, how's your campaign going? Yeah, it's, it's going great. I mean, I get such an amazing response from everyone when I speak to them. You know, my biggest, my biggest handicap is that I'm still working full-time and, you know, holding down my family and everything, and so I just have so little time. But what's come out of that is all these amazing volunteers who are just coming out and doing whatever they can. So if you see I've got people on the 8 freeway, 5 and 15, they got my banners, you know, up over the freeway on a daily basis and those aren't people i asked to do that they just said hey i have this idea do you mind if i do it and i say absolutely not go for it you know it's it's such a blessing and it's amazing to have that support and uh you know we take uh questions on the website and try to answer them i try to answer them with personal emails i'm behind right now because we've got so much going on but um yeah i'm definitely going to get to all those and read them and you know um, just answer people's questions because they've never they've never seen anybody say these things I'm saying, and they kind of can't believe it. So they have a lot of questions. Well, a sheriff should be accessible to the people. That a sheriff is elected, he's answerable to the people, and so we just commend you for being available. We, we don't get to elect. No. We generally don't get to elect our law enforcement people, but we do get to elect our county sheriff, and that's a and, real privilege. Jonathan, real quick, what is your website? Tell us where people can go to support you, get more information. So if you go to pick peck p i c k p e c k dot vote, that'll take you right to my website. Um, you can donate there, and you can contact us if you just you want to be a volunteer, and we'll get back to you and see what your skills are and what you can do for us. Great. Sounds wonderful. Well, thanks so much. This has been a great conversation, and we look forward to following your progress and supporting you. And have a great rest of your day. Well, thank you so much. To bless your neighbor, inform your friends about how important the election of a constitutional county sheriff is. Uh, consider supporting Jonathan Peck at peckforsheriff.com. Pick Peck for, for Sheriff. We'll, we will talk to you next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.